you want to get a great night's sleep, which is essential for your health, don't commit these 10 sleep crimes. Hey, welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Recently, I finished Sleep Smarter, 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. The book's written by Sean Stevenson, and Sean's the host of the number one rated health podcast, The Model Health Show. And his book, Sleep Smarter, is excellent. I was in Chapter 8, Create a Sleep Sanctuary, when Sean used this phrase, sleep crimes, and that caught my attention. And you pick up his book, and you'll find it on page 64, where he writes, The environment you create in your bedroom and the things you do in your bedroom can have a significant impact on the quality of the sleep you get. One big takeaway point is that bringing your office work to bed with you can be one of the most offensive sleep crimes you can commit. Now, those two words, sleep crimes, resonated with me. And as I continued to make my way through his book, I began to catalog some of those sleep crimes. And I want to share 10 of them with you. Now, Sean doesn't necessarily call each of these sleep crimes, but the idea is that sleep crimes are the things that interfere with a great night's sleep. And everything I'm reading tells me how important sleep is. Now, you've already heard him talk about one of the most offensive sleep crimes you can commit, bringing your work from the office to bed. Here's why. Not only is it creating a negative association with sleep, which, he writes, should be a highlight of our day, but it can spell serious trouble for your love life if you're not careful. Okay, here's sleep crime number two. Bringing your friends into your bedroom. You know, he has an entire chapter on this, and listen to what he has to say. Cell phones, televisions, desktops, laptops, iPads, Kindles, tablets, and more. Many people have turned their bedrooms into miniature Best Buy locations. But what are the health risks associated with this? And what in the world is it doing to our sleep? A study sponsored by mobile companies themselves found that talking on cell phones before bed caused people to take longer to reach critical deep stages of sleep and they spent less time in deep sleep. This translates to a diminished ability for the body to heal, depressed immune function, depressed hormone function, and poorer performance the following day. Researchers at Lawborough University Sleep Research Center in England set out to test the impact of cell phone radiation on the human brain. In the study, they strapped cell phones to the heads of study participants and monitored their brain waves by EEG while the phone was switched on and off by remote computer. The experiment revealed that after the phone was switched to talk mode, as if you were on a call, brainwave patterns called delta waves remained depressed for more than an hour after the phone was turned off. These delta brainwaves are the most reliable marker for deep sleep. A significant portion of your sleep consists of this stage, and interference with it will have a noticeable effect on sleep efficiency which is exactly what the researchers observed. Whoa, if you want to keep those delta brain waves flowing, stay off the iPad, turn off the TV, and get your phone out of your room at night. He talks about that a lot. Sean writes, when the test subjects were allowed to go to sleep, they ended up remaining awake twice as long after the phone was shut off. 
Now, you can read more about that in chapter 12. Okay, my intention here is not to explain why each of the sleep crimes are so egregious. I mean, that's his job. But to whet your appetite so you want to pick up Sean's book and dive in deeper. So with that said, let me give you sleep crime number three. Here it is, no sex. Okay, now I've got your attention. In chapter nine, The Big O, Sean addresses oxytocin, which he writes sometimes referred to as the love hormone or the cuddle hormone because it promotes bonding between people when they're engaged in intimate activities. And he writes, not only does good sex lead to good sleep, but according to recent studies, good sleep also leads to good sex. And you can read more about that in chapter nine. Sleep crime number four, light at night in your bedroom. Check out chapter 10, where he'll tell you, get rid of that ambient light, the night lights, the clock lights, the air purifier lights. Use blackout shades to eliminate the light that's seeping into your bedroom from what's outside your bedroom. Good stuff. Sleep crime number five, exercising late. And he's going to tell you why. Sleep crime number six, sleeping in the wrong position. I know some of you are thinking, what? Well, read up on chapter 15. He has diagrams. It's really interesting. Sleep crime number seven, the melatonin mistake. He spends a fair amount of time talking about the importance of supplements. But one supplement that's used quite often is melatonin. And he spends some time talking about why we need to be very careful about absorbing melatonin into our body. Very, very interesting. You can find it on page 154. Sleep crime number eight, skinny jeans. Okay, not actually. But he addresses tight-fitting clothing at bed or even during the day. And I mean, he gets down to underwear and bras, whitey tighties and bras. He, he talks about all of that. Sleep crime number nine, going hard on the bottle. Check out chapter 14, where he discusses the implications of alcohol consumption on sleep. And sleep crime number 10 is actually one he doesn't address, but since God talks about it, I want to give it to you as well. Here it is. Sleep crime number 10, going to bed angry. The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, and he said, Be angry and do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your anger. And what God is saying there is that there is a direct tie between a soul at rest and a body at rest. Hey, that's one that all of us can apply. So let me ask you a question. If the sleep police came calling, would you be charged with any of these sleep crimes? Sleep is a gift from God. Psalm 127.2 talks about that. We need it to be at our best each day. So let's arrest the things that rob us of sleep and get the rest we were designed for and so desperately need. And that's my thought on my walk with Sean Stevenson and Sleep Smarter, 21 Essential Strategies to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health, and Bigger Success. I want to encourage you to jump over to onmywalk.com where you can read my review of Sean Stevenson's book, Sleep Smarter, along with a host of others. We're adding them quite regularly. 